0: welcome to another episode of sports and discourse with your host Derek stevenson and you know what's wild i know uh like maybe not my last stream but maybe the one before that we were actually um we were talking and a, a basketball player's name got brought up and it was i asked y'all who it was and it was royce white if y'all remember right and um he was the guy that uh i think we was talking about terrence jones right and how he got drafted to the houston rockins ahead of terrence jones and he may be one of the reasons why terrence jones's career didn't really take off in the nba because the rockets had too many forwards at the time well my guy uh dice gilbert sent me a video of royce white and um he has some interesting things to say about kentucky and if y'all don't remember him um he he played at uh, iowa state we played them in the ncaa tournament um but he he says in this video clip that i'm about to show y'all that he was actually supposed to come to kentucky the year before that and play with enos Cantor, and then he would have been on our championship team um but the interesting thing about him too is he ended up quitting the nba i think he was afraid to fly on the, the airplanes and um he just uh, i guess he was having too much anxiety from flying and he just retired so that was wild to me because um i'm not gonna lie to you uh I love um flying on airplanes. Like I get it. If something happens and the plane go down, it's a wrap. but right I mean flying on an airplane is way more uh safer than driving in a car. So, I would have probably stuck it out, especially to get NBA money. I would have just had to suck it up and fly. But anyways, I'm going to play uh I'm going to play a clip of him um explaining his story to Kentucky and uh then after that, I'll show y'all some highlights of him just in case y'all forgot who he is and, um, uh, we'll, uh, talk about it a little bit.
1: I was transfer. I had to transfer from the university of Minnesota. And i I tell you this quick story too. This one's about John Calipari. So when I was first leaving the university of Minnesota, I was going to transfer to Kentucky. Right. And that's, I mean, that's just unique in and of itself. Nobody leaves a big 10 school who's, You know middle of the pack or bottom of the pack and gets to go to a school that's just won three national championships in the last seven years that's just unique by unique standards but that was my circumstance um and i remember I was, the deal was done. I liked John Calipari. I had come up through the circuit with John Wall and Demarcus Cousins uh, on the Nike circuit, um, LeBron camps on and so forth. And, and I was excited about it. Enos Cantor was actually transferring to, to Kentucky that year as well. We would have been, we would have played together, um, which is interesting. But the deal was done. And I found out that my first son, who I just spoke about, was, was going to be born. Um, and so I told Kalapari. um, I called him up and I'm like, you, you know, John, I, I just want to tell you that I'm having a child. I found out that I'm having a, uh, my first son and I'd like to be there when he's born. And, and John, he, you know, he kind of chuckled and, uh, he told me on the phone, he said, listen, we don't have any women in Wildcat Lodge, the Mac, the, the, the. The magnifying the the magnifying glass is too big, the the attention is too big. Everything around Kentucky basketball is too big. We can't have any of that, right? We we can't we can't have any. We don't allow any girls in Wildcat Lodge. And um, we hung up from that phone conversation, and that's when I made the decision to go to Iowa State. Why? Because Fred Hoiberg, who I had more of a personal relationship with. Um, was, was friendly to the idea of my child's mother coming to live with me at college so that I could be there when my son was born. And that's what happened. And my son was born, and I was there at the hospital that day. Uh, and I went on to have a great career at, at Iowa State. And me and her had another child, a daughter, um, two, years, two or three years later. Um, so I just say that to say I was unique because my talent afforded me people to work with me in that way. Um, but that's not everybody's circumstance. That's nobody's circumstance. Statistically, most most times, your opportunities will be railroaded um, by by having a child at a time that is not well thought out. And it's it's not a, it has nothing to do with your job opportunities. Let's be clear. It has to do with you making a, a sound choice about the woman you're having a child with. And if you really look at the totality of circumstance of, of the woman you're having a child with, and when you're choosing to have a child, and why from a spiritual standpoint, it'll probably match up with what's best for you professionally, in my opinion. Um, so, and that'll be later on down the road, probably, or when you have your spiritual house in order. Um, and I didn't have mine in order at the time, I was saved by a, by a radical materialist society, which I often criticize, but but that's just the truth. And I see the pitfalls in it, and I see why it took me so long to become the man I am today, because the society was trying to create that backdrop or that, that you know, that uh, crutch for me
0: man that was interesting right there i uh i will say um yeah y'all y'all let me know what y'all think about that in the comment section uh while i'm uh before i get this next video ready uh i'm gonna talk about that a little bit so what i immediately took away from that was it just goes to show you how uh how much john calipari looks at kentucky as like kind of a business uh a nba farm system if you will that kind of just basically solidified it even though we already knew it right so we really didn't have to even hear that to know how they get down to kentucky but uh it still was interesting because this this dude actually was a killer like he he could hoop man like and when you see these highlights if you forgot about roy's you're going to r- quickly realize why he was the 16th pick in the draft and um I hate to say this but even though we didn't get a uh, you know we didn't get to have Enos Cantor actually play for Kentucky if we would have had Josh Harrelson with all the Jorts and everything and then we would have had this dude I think we might have went back to back and uh it kind of saddens me a little bit cuz I feel like man like We, we we was ready to go. We was we would have been ready to do something special with this kid on the team. Um, but yeah. Uh, you know, John Calipari told him, man, like we do not get down like that. We don't do that over here. And um, you know, I've heard a lot of stories like that. Um, one of my uh good friends, his brother, uh, was a real uh, you know, an excellent high school basketball player, and he was supposed to go play some college ball. Um. And he ended up staying because he had a child, and uh, so he didn't end up having a college basketball career. So, like Royce was saying, that's a lot. A lot of people, when they make those type of decisions, their career is just over with. They don't get opportunities. He, like he said, he was coming from Minnesota. He, uh, you know, he was he was get he was blessed to get an opportunity to potentially play at Kentucky. Um. And then out of nowhere, you know, he has a child and he's asking Calipari like, yeah, man, can I I would love to be a Kentucky, uh, but I got to bring my child and my child's mother with me. And Calipari was like, no, sir. But I understand it because everything that he was was saying that Calipari told him is definitely true. Um, Kentucky just when you were at Kentucky, you got a microscope on you like like we always say uh kentucky ain't for everybody um if you come here and you play bad imagine him coming to kentucky and him having a couple of off games and we know that he got a child and a child's mother in the dorm rooms with him now can you imagine what would be said about him on social media he's staying up late changing diapers he's doing this he's a He's having too much sex with his with his baby mama. Like it would just be crazy. It would be a dumpster fire. It would be a shit show. Um so I actually um I ain't mad at Calipari. Uh I know uh he was a, outsa- a outstanding player and we probably would have won the championship with him on the team. But um you know, I I got to salute Calipari because you can't just uh you have to you you kind of got to... And I don't want to talk bad about him because I don't want to say that, um, like, he doesn't have good character. Uh, He's probably an excellent human being. He probably was then. But, um, you know, Calipari's mission is to get the elite basketball players at Kentucky, try to win as much as they can while they're there, and send them to the NBA, right? So, John Calipari's mission and what he had going on just didn't line up. Calipari doesn't want no distractions. He doesn't want any uh speculations or allegations to occur. So he's trying to keep um you know keep everybody together and keep all the distractions out. And I know it does got to be difficult um and it kind of reminded me of like you know how certain things have been happening this season and you know they kind of been speaking out about the fans uh kind of making it hard to play at Kentucky and you know there's different of uh you know there's different uh groups of people some people think some of these players are just too soft um they just mentally not prepared to play at Kentucky they think they know what it is to play at Kentucky and then they get here and then they really see what it is and they just ain't ready for it and then there's some people on the other side that just think social media is too toxic they think the Kentucky fan base is too toxic they think um you know we not supportive enough of some of our players and uh that we are turning some of these kids away either way you look at it or uh, whatever the side of the argument you fall on or maybe even if you straddle the fence with this uh i definitely understand where calipari was coming from with that decision so i ain't really too mad about it but it did it does kind of make me be like man we could have had another one because dude really was a baller so i am going uh i'ma play some of these clips and uh, we gonna watch him get down and um, you know, see uh, what could have been, if you will. First of all, thank you to the entire community of Ames Niagara State. Um, there's no way to express how Yeah, I remember dude, I remember he was a killer, but I had no idea about this story, like I said, until uh, my guy Dice Gilbert uh, sent me the video, and I was kind of mind blown for a second. dude was a force though you even gonna see a couple of buckets of him dunking on like terrence jones and anthony davis there was michael kidd gilchrist and uh, anthony davis right there dude was a nice little uh point forward man i remember he was getting busy that year He's strong. He goes to the rack with authority. Him and Josh Harrelson definitely would have made some noise. Josh Harrelson, Royce, Brandon Knight, Deron Lamb. They would have made some noise. Because Jorts, if y'all remember, Jorts evolved that year. Uh, At first, I didn't know if Jorts was going to be able to help us at all. And then next thing you know, uh, Jorts just took his game up another level. And he became you know kind of a a low-key force if you will and just to think if we would have had this guy on the other side of jorts we'd have been smooth and then like i said if he would have came back the very next year and played with the 2012 squad we going back to back but obviously we already won 2012 so we wouldn't even it would have just been even easier we might have we might have actually went undefeated because we only lost two games as it is so we might have went undefeated if we would have had him on the squad uh but yeah we could have probably pulled that one off with a, uh, you know if we would have had him on on brandon knight and george squad we might have been smooth coming off back to backs um but anyways there you have it man Uh so I thought that was interesting, man. Y'all let me know what y'all think about it and um if you uh definitely if you agree with Calipari's take on it or what would you have done? Would you have let him bring his, his child and his child's mother to campus or are you kick uh, keeping him away and you know, doing it the way Calipari uh has been doing it. You let me know what you think about it and you know, we'll get back at uh get back at it next time, Sports and Discourse with Derek Stevenson.